Happy Friday, friends. Can someone please tell me why it is that every single time I go to hit record, my husband is out back beside my office window with either a wood chipper or a lawnmower or a leaf blower. Today, his tool of choice is leaf blowing. Hopefully you cannot hear the buzz, even more hopeful that he will be away from my window shortly because today we've got a juicy topic for you. I recently put on my Instagram, hey, what do you want to hear about? What do you want to learn about? What can I podcast about? You tell me. I do this for you. So tell me, what do you want me to, what do you want me to say? And someone had simply put in the question box, nutrition, which very open-ended, right? But I decided to run with it. We are going to talk nutrition one-on-one -on -one today. And it is not what you think. It is what I preach. If you follow me over on social media, you know a lot of what I'm going to say. And also, these are things that I cannot talk about enough because they are that important. Science actually shows, or no, research shows that someone needs to be exposed to something over 17 times for it to stick. So if you ever wonder why people post things on social media over and over again, it's because it usually takes about 17 exposures for it to stick. The concepts that I am discussing on my social media and in even more greater detail today are ones that I think most people need to be exposed to 100 times a day. Okay, that's a little excessive, but they are concepts that need to be reminded to you over and over and over again, because they're ones that we can get a solid footing with them, we get comfortable with them, and then time goes on and we forget about them. So without further ado, today we are going to talk Nutrition 101 and what the heck that means. Hi, I'm GM, a nutrition and movement educator. After 18 years in the industry and recently becoming a mom, my world has been shifted. That combination of motherhood and industry experience left me feeling like I have some valuable stories to share. This is a space where we will talk all things movement, motherhood, food, and more. My goal is to give you the tools to fuel your life, understand how to fill your cup, and finally feel good in both your skin and body. My goal is to help you learn a lot, laugh some, and finally understand how to honor the season of life that you are in. Okay, so Nutrition 101, what the heck do you mean, GM? Well, first let's talk about what I don't mean. Nutrition is often thought of in terms of the sexy things. And you know, around here, we don't do sexy. What are those sexy things? Let's define them. Well, macronutrients, that's really sexy, right? Ooh, what is my perfect number of macros? How many calories should I be eating? Nutrition timing, <clears throat> what should I have before my workout? What's the best post-workout meal? Supplements, do I need creatine? Should I be taking fish oil? What other sorts of, of supplements can I add to my regimen? Or even diving a little bit deeper and talking about the best quote unquote diet. There's paleo, there's vegan, there's keto, there's fasting, right? Those are all such sexy things. But when we are talking about building a solid nutritional foundation, something that brings health, that brings longevity, sustainability, body confidence, energy, these things, these things are not sexy. That's why I believe they don't get enough credit. That's why they are so easy to forget about because it's not the quick fix. It's not the pill you can pop. It's not the surgery you can pay for. These are things that 
require you to just do them over and over and over again. And when I talk with clients, 90 percent of our work is talk is done learning about how to live in the gray, right? These diets, these macros, these nutri- this nutrition, timing the supplements, these are all very black and white. Proper nutrition done in a sustainable way is not black and white. It is not gray. You will not always do the one thing all of the time. You are human. You are going to have days off. You are going to get sick. You are going to travel. So to say you are going to do something 100% of the time perfectly, that is not setting you up for success because it ain't going to happen, right? So we need to learn how to live in the gray. All of the things that a solid nutritional foundation is built on, you can do in the gray. It's not sexy, but it brings that sustainable energy, confidence, health, longevity that we all are pretty much looking for, I would say. So in quite an unsexy manner, we are going to talk today about the top five things that influence your success when it comes to nutrition. We won't be talking macros. We're not going to be talking supplements or nutrition timing, but these are all things that I want to remind you, you have full control over. You have control over them when you are home and life is normal. You have control over these things on the weekend. You have control when you are sick. You have control when you travel. These are all things that are 100%, 98% in your control. We'll talk about that extra 2% later on. But this is where your energy, your body confidence, your health, this is where it can be influenced the most. And these are the things that I need I encourage you greatly to really hone in on, to get good at before we try and focus on the sexy stuff. All right, so in no particular order today, the top five things that I believe will influence your success in nutrition. The first thing, again, no particular order, the first thing is how much water are you drinking? I know for me, the last few days, I have been an absolute freaking cactus. I am not drinking enough water. I'm probably getting maybe 55 ounces if I'm lucky. And it is one of the most basic things we can do to feel better, to look better, to have energy, to live a long, healthy life. It's so, it's stupid. It's just freaking water, right? But it has such a great impact on absolutely everything. I know growing up diet culture BS, However, there is some truth to what I used to be told that if you're hungry, make sure you are well hydrated because sometimes dehydration can hide in the form of hunger. And it's kind of true. If you are not hydrated, maybe you are mistaken that as hunger. What else happens to you if you are not hydrated well enough? Well, you are 80% water. Is that the is that the statistic? Your body is made up of water. If you do not have enough water, there, your body does not have enough blood. Did you know that? You being hydrated actually allows your body to make more blood. We need more blood in our body. Yes. Um, this is like a sexy thing about water, but when you are doing a cardio-ish type exercise, whether it be running or a Metcon and CrossFit or something that gets your heart rate up, if you find that you are more winded than normal, more winded more quickly than normal, sometimes we have to take a look at how much water you've had because what might be happening is you are not hydrated, therefore your body cannot produce enough blood, therefore it is harder for you to breathe. How sexy, maybe maybe these topics are sexy, but regardless, you need to drink enough water. 
Rule of thumb, half your body weight in ounces. I say BS. I think that's too low because then we have to take into consideration how much you sweat, how much activity you do. So let's just shoot for like 75 to 80 ounces of water to start. I think that's a solid foundation for most people. From there, if you sweat more, if you exercise a lot, it can't hurt to drink more. I would 1 million percent recommend you add electrolytes to your water, whether you are sweating or not, especially if you are a human who doesn't salt their food, you eat pretty much plain, not plain, whole foods, nothing processed. You need, I emphasize, you need electrolytes in your life, but we're just talking about water. Side note, I swear by Element, I think it's the best tasting best ingredient electrolyte on the market. You can check the show notes for a link to get yourself some. Regardless, I digress. Water. Are you drinking half your body weight in ounces more if you are sweating? How do you do that? Because again, everything I do with my clients, I want to show you here. And one thing I do is I'm not just going to tell you what to do. I'm going to share with you why and how I think it's important. So I shared with you why I think it's important. You are made of water. If you are not drinking water, how can you live a healthy life? right? We don't want to be dehydrated because it can often lead to mistaken hunger cues, misinterpreted hunger cues. Your body weight will actually be up if you are dehydrated. You'll have trouble pooping if you are dehydrated. All sorts of things. It ain't good, right? So that's why we want to drink enough water. How? Well, simple rule is to get yourself a one single water bottle, 30 to 40 ounces, and Keep track that way. Get a mason jar. It doesn't have to be sexy, but don't drink 17 eight ounce cups randomly left throughout your house. So now you're not actually quite sure how much you're drinking. Instead, get one vessel of water and fill it three times a day. Even more so if you are like me and you are too lazy to get up and fill your now empty 40 ounce bottle, bottle of water, prepare multiple 30 to 40 ounce bottles of water in the beginning of the day. Let's remove the barriers that prevent you from being successful. If you are not going to fill, refill your water bottle, start the day with three 30 ounce bottles filled, ready to go. All you have to do is simply consume all three of those bottles. Again, we're making it easy, but this is one very unsexy thing that you can do to improve your health, your body confidence, your energy in a sustainable way. The next that has nothing to do with putting things in your mouth is sleep. Yes. Are you sleeping? Sleep is related to your nutrition. Why? Well, let's think about it. After a late night and an early morning, after you stayed at the wedding too late, after you are up 75 times with your toddler or infant, when you wake up the next day, how do you feel? You feel like trash. What do you want to eat? Typically more carb heavy foods. We don't want to stick to our plan. Hell, we don't even have a plan because we didn't think about it because we're too tired. We are not motivated. Our cravings are a little bit different. Our choices absolutely are going to be different than if we are, we are well rested. You must prioritize sleep if you want to feel good, look good, right? What do I mean when I say sleep? Well, obviously, some of this is out of your control. Your toddler coming into your room 13 times, out of your control. But you going to bed an hour earlier, that is in your control most of the time, right? Obviously, it's different for shift workers. It's different for parents. But general rule of thumb here, we want seven hours of sleep. That means you need to be in bed for longer than seven hours because you don't 
hit the bed, close your eyes and wake up exactly seven hours later. No, usually seven and a half, eight hours in bed is going to be ideal. Uh, if you're like me, I am a princess and I need closer to eight hours when I was, <laughs> before I was a mom, I needed closer to nine, but we, uh, we adapt over here, right? That's what we do as parents. And also I cannot tell you enough how important making sure you are sleeping enough is. Again, not being well rested will impact your food choices. It's going to impact your cravings. It's going to impact your motivation. It's going to impact everything. So does sleep relate to your nutrition? A hundred percent. Also, sleep is like the secret sauce, the magic potion when it comes to gaining muscle, to getting stronger, to changing body composition, to losing fat. Truly, when you sleep, your body produces human growth hormone. Yeah. Again, since we're talking about these in no particular order, similar to sleep, the next thing that we can talk about when we want to really nail down the top five things that influence your success in nutrition is managing your stress because stress is huge. Similar to sleep, it doesn't have, it isn't directly related to things you put in your mouth, but it is directly related to your decision to put the thing in your mouth. What do I mean? When you are stressed out, are you going to reach for a bag of broccoli and baby carrots? Or are you going to crave that hyper palatable food, those potato chips, that pizza after work instead of that beautifully colored, colorful meal you were planning on prepping? No, you're going to choose the thing that's going to make you feel good on a different level than going for a run, right? That salty, that melty potato chip, that crunchy that's going to help you quench your stress a lot more than a crunchy baby carrot. When we manage our stress, everything else is easier to manage. It is easier for us to be motivated to move our body, to follow through with workouts, to stick to the plan when it comes to putting the food in our mouth, to what types of food when we put in our mouth. Also, the cravings. There's something to be said about being stressed out and using food as a coping mechanism. I am not one to shame or guilt humans on using food, food as a stress management tool. I think it's kind of inevitable. I do think it's important we build out your stress management toolbox, figuring out other things to use. And also there's something to be said about like, I'm going to have, I'm stressed the heck out. I'm going to have two cookies. Can we learn to have two cookies instead of two sleeves of cookies, right? So maybe you can use food as a stress coping mechanism, but can you control it? That's the thing. When we manage our stress well, we can control the foods we choose to put in our mouth. We can control our choices around foods, around movement, all much easier. So what are you doing to manage your stress? What are some things that you can do? You can do cold exposure. That is my favorite. It forces you to be in a very stressful situation. Control your breath and control your thoughts. Five minutes of box breathing a day, meditation, journaling, therapy, there are a ton of tools at your disposal. You're not going to be good at them when you first start them. Like you're just not. Box breathing. When you first start, we want you to focus on your breath, quiet your mind. But what's going to happen? Ping, 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 ping. Your brain is going to be pinging thoughts. That is not helping you manage your stress. But with practice over time, the pings will become less and less. So now using this as a tool to manage your stress is very appropriate. We have to practice. Maybe that isn't for you. Regardless, what are you doing to manage your stress? Are you practicing your stress management techniques over and over frequently? This is important when it comes to success and nutrition.
Okay, the last two. I don't know which I feel is more important. And I think that I like that we're not ordering these in level, we're not rating each of these topics by importance because they're all important, right? And if someone came to me and said, hey, GM, which one is better when I talk about the next two? I would say, I actually don't know. Probably calories. But the last two things when we talk about being successful with your nutrition is making sure you're eating the proper amount of calories and the proper amount of protein. So let's talk about calories. I am currently creating a very, very generous freebie for you, which includes another freebie, many other freebies actually, but one of them is a total daily energy calculator. Uh, this is essentially a calculator that tells you how many calories you should be eating based on who you are as a human and your activity level. Why are calories important? Well, we want to make sure we have enough energy to live a healthy life. So hormones are functionally functioning optimally. So metabolism is functioning optimally. Remember, friends, a calorie is a unit of energy. If you do not have energy for your thyroid to function properly, if you do not have energy to get through a 2 p.m. crash, if you do not have energy to have a regular consistent period, there is something wrong. We need to look at how much energy you're taking in versus how much energy you are expending, you are putting out. Calories are massively important. Even if your goal is not to change your body shape, which it's really fun to work with clients when that's not the goal because we can focus on being healthy. We can focus on getting strong. All of those things will change your body, by the way. <laughs> okay, anyway, calories, why are they important? Because making sure you have enough energy gives you enough energy to do things with your life, to be healthy, to live a long, thriving life. We don't wanna simply survive, we want to thrive and we need the energy to do so. If we are talking, seasons of nutrition where we do plan on going into a diet we want to make sure we're setting ourselves up for success if you are eating 1500 calories and you want to diet you're going to have to eat less a diet is simply less calories than what you're typically eating a an 1100 calorie diet is hell it is also very not healthy however if we can ensure we are eating enough quote unquote enough the proper amount of calories based on total daily energy expender expenditure as well as biofeedback, meaning your sleep, your appetite, your stress, all of that. If we are eating adequate amounts for a long enough period of time, now instead of eating 1500 calories on the regular, you're eating 1900 calories on the regular, right? You want to go into a season of dieting. Your diet might now look like 1600 instead of 1100. Heck, you're going to diet at more calories than you were living on a few months ago. So we need to make sure we're eating enough calories for health, for longevity, for ensuring metabolism and hormones are functioning optimally, and also to potentially set your future self up for success. And then protein. Well, protein conversation is also important too. Why do I shove this down people's throats as well? The, I think it's the RDA, the recommended amount of protein for an average human is 0.6 to 0.8 grams per kilogram of body weight. That is like 40 grams for a grown ass adult. No, get the heck out of here. Most of you listening to this podcast have 
body composition goals. You want to maintain lean body mass. You want to be strong. You want to be well-fed. You want to take up space in this world and have energy to do things with your life, with your body to live a big life, right? You are a generally active human. You get your steps, you get your exercise. I'm not talking crazy amounts. I'm just saying you are an active human. Therefore, I am going to recommend that your protein intake be 0.8 times one gram per pound of lean body mass. What does that mean? If you are 140 pounds, I would say erring on the side of one gram per pound of lean body mass, probably want 120 to 125 grams of protein. Why? Well, we need, we know we need to eat enough calories, right? But protein is important to one, help maintain lean body mass. Two, to help put more muscle on your body. Muscle allows you, muscle is the reason why you can do things. You can do cool things with your body, why you have the energy, why you are strong enough to do the cool things with your body. So we want to maintain lean body mass. We want to add more strength, more muscle if we can. Protein is responsible for a lot of that. Also, let's talk about satiety. If you were to simply eat carbs and fat all day, you would still be hungry. We need a balance. There's a reason there's three macronutrients because we need a balance of all three. So going hand in hand, calories and protein are equally as important as each other. Again, we want 0.8 to one gram per pound of lean body mass. How do we do this? Just eat more of what you're already eating. Instead of three ounces of chicken, have five. Instead of four ounces of ground beef, have six. Try and get Greek yogurt. I've been loving the Siggy's skier. Instead of three eggs, have six. Eat more of what you're already eating. Make it simple for yourself. Don't reinvent the wheel. Don't try and find all these sexy snacks that are uber processed. Just eat more of what you're already eating. These episodes that are the opposite end of the spectrum of sexy, I don't know how we feel about them because sex sells, right? If I was to go on the internet and share my butt flexing photos or diet down and get a six pack and show everyone how flat my belly is. It is not flat, but show everyone how flat my belly is, or come on here and talk about the best supplements and the best post-workout meal, right? That stuff is going to get your ears to perk up. And also it's going to fizzle out in a matter of weeks. Focus on your water, your sleep, making sure you're managing your stress and you have proper stress management techniques in place. Make sure you're eating adequate amounts of calories, not too much, not too little, Keep an eye out for that total daily energy expenditure calculator in the freebie that I'm creating for you and make sure you are eating adequate amounts of protein. Those five things are going to, without a doubt, influence your success in nutrition. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. If you found today's episode valuable, please subscribe, share, and leave a review. If you are looking for more of this, you can sign up for my weekly newsletter by clicking on the link in the show notes. I also want to let you know my newsletter subscribers are the first to know about any new freebies. And I do have a new four-step roadmap freebie coming out for you guys. It has the total daily energy expenditure calculator in there. So you will want to get your hands on this and first dibs to my newsletter. Make sure you click over to the show notes to get all of that, as well as ways to work with me. If you are tired of doing the next sexy thing, if you're done trying to do intermittent fasting and keto and finding that you're feeling like a failure, we need to talk. Click over on the show notes and learn how we can work together. First call is always free because heck, you got to make sure you like me first. 
All right, friends, until next week, I will catch you then.